Hey, real quick, um, I talk about uh, the cartel working with China to mass produce certain things. Um, I misread I, those. Are, those are notes for a, another kind of little report I'm doing, and I got those mixed in um, of electronics being uh, captured by the mar- cartel and then having China mass produce them for them. Uh, that was for another report, and I want to omit this, omit that from this podcast because I just want to make sure everything's on the level. Cool. Hey, what's up, you guys? Thanks for tuning in the podcast. Um, how did you guys like my field note? Um, by the way, my field note uh, format that I did. Oh, that was kind of cool. Kind of, kind of mysterious. You know, I've been trying to take it. I've been taking advice from a lot of these journalists and shit like that, all these people who do this professionally. And somebody told me I needed to do like theater of the mind and shit like that. And I was, and I tried that. And, um, I think you guys might listen to a previous podcast and like 10 minutes into it's like, dude, eh, fuck this shit. I'm gonna do me. And so that's what that kind of was that field note format that I just recently did. What is that one called? Do, 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 do. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Tortured reasoning. Field note. I don't know. That's kind of cool. So I think probably that's what our field notes are going to be at. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. I'm building this plane as I fly it. Uh, I was taking advice from all the people in the industry, and I should just be taking my own fucking advice. So I'm trying to jazz this up, trying to make it sexier. Like I said before in previous podcasts, I'm going to make this into like a curriculum. And uh, so on all the field notes, you're you're probably going to see me redoing some of the other field notes and putting them in that format. I just feel like if it's a little more experiential, I think possibly the information can stick better, believe it or not. And it kind of adds some panache to it, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of romanticized. I thought it was kind of fun. Anyways, cool. Thank you for the feedback on that. Um, Like, yeah, like the response on it has been crazy uh, because I can see the numbers. So, I mean, you guys have really enjoyed it. So, I think I'm going to keep doing that. But anyways, this will be a longer format podcast. This isn't going to be a field note. Um, by the way, you're listening to the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I am the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. We are a zero profit. Not a 5013C. A zero profit. I get no bitches. I get no money. I get no fame for doing this. I do it simply because I like to inform you. I like to be the pothole ahead sign basically as a hobby some people build cars i just i just like the news and information but i do the COINTELPRO pro 2.0 podcast that you're listening to right now because i currently was put to through COINTELPRO pro 2.0 that's not my name for it by the way i just was reading quite a bit of journalism as i was doing my own personal journey before i made my own podcast because what this resource wasn't available for me and a lot of journalism journalists were calling this COINTELPRO 2.0. So, that's not a very sexy name, but I'm just going off of what was already there. But this COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast is basically a guide because this new modern iteration of COINTELPRO, the post-Patriot Act police state we live in, thanks to George W. Bush and Dick fucking Cheney, is uh, quite... Uh, 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 yeah, it's, it is quite a mess. There's lots of horrible things that have been going on over the past 20 years since the Patriot Act was signed that has let some really horrible things happen. And unfortunately, I came across some information which 
the Bushes and Cheney, the Bushes and Cheneys would like to keep secret while Jeb Bush was in the news cycle running for president, which I didn't know was legit information. I just thought maybe it was somebody saying a thing and I came across it and then it ended up being something for real because it totally changed my life the second I fucking uttered a word of it. And it made me go through COINTELPRO 2.0, but like the most heinous way of just horrible shit. So that's what you're listening to right now. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and I appreciate all the support we get. And uh, I'm going to stop talking and yammering. And we're going to go right into why you guys are listening here. God, four minutes on the intro. You don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. You just tell me the things. Okay. So today we're going to be learning about Stingray devices. Why? Because I think it should be its very own podcast. Because when you're in COINTELPRO 2.0, you have no clue how much these little NSA um, agencies in, in a box that even cops can use. Which, by the way, you know what I'm saying? You could be, you'd be a D student your whole life through high school and then still become a cop. And so they're giving those people these devices that are basically like a little NSA agency in a box, and it's in their car. And um, I don't know about you, but I th- I feel like uh, if someone's going to be doing signals intel kind of shit, I at least want them to, you know, have a high passing grade like people uh, who uh, are in intel have to get. Anyway, so we're going to learn about Stingray devices. Now, two things you need to know about Stingray devices is Stingray devices basically, um, well, thing first, some two things you should know about phones is there are two things in phones that are important that make it do the communications magic uh, that we all know. One is called an IMSI and one is an IMEI. And the IMSI is basically the unique identifier that gets assigned to your SIM card on your phone. And your IMEI is the unique identifier on your uh, phone hardware. It's embedded in the phone hardware. Or it's assigned to that one device and only that one device. So, first and foremost, let's, uh, let me teach you a little bit about a Stingray. The Stingray was invented in Germany, believe it or not, back in 1996. The Germans invented the Stingray device. Basically, the Stingray device is like a portable cell phone tower. And it tricks your phone into connecting to it. And then it acts as a man in the middle and listens to all the data in between you and your cell phone carrier. It captures your IMSI. Um, Hold on. I'm in a parking lot doing these podcasts. Uh, I like to do that because it gets, uh, it's just a good place to think. And uh, there's some riffraff going on. I'm just kind of walking around. Usually I do it while sitting in my car, but now I'm just kind of walking around this empty parking lot at like 1.30 in the morning. Um, but yeah, so it's a portable cell phone tower. It tricks your phone into connecting to it. It acts as a man in the middle. Okay, I already said that captures your IMSI. Would your IMSI stands for International Mobile Subscriber Identity. Not that that matters. Not that you should download the information in your brain, but that's at least what it stands for. The IMEI stands for something else. You don't need to know that. Um, but since it began use by police, it since it was 
when it began its use by police in the late 90s, uh, it remained like a secret for nearly a decade, believe it or not, um, until a hacker named Daniel Rigmaiden, who was on trial for fraud. He was a, he was a bad hacker. He committed a lot of fraud uh, with his hacking. Um, he had to defend himself on his case and through basically the police's discovery and how the how what they said how they found him or what have you it didn't add up and so basically he through comprehension and information vetting skills something that not all adults possess for some reason um he was able to be like yo there it must there's a hole here in the data these motherfuckers must have Um, these motherfuckers must have used like some sort of magical device or something. And he was right. And he discovered the Stingray device. And, um, well, acting like his own lawyer, he actually fired three of his own acting attorneys and then using somebody who was disbarred (laughs) as helping him figure out how to, how to fight his case. Um, uh, called the government out, and we all now know about the Stingray device. So what can a Stingray device do? Well, first and foremost, Stingray device is used for some pretty nefarious shit. Um, plainclothes cops regularly put handheld versions of Stingrays on their person, like in a backpack, or they'll strap it to their body. And they'll walk through a protest. Um, and the that what the device can do is then capture all those... Um, IMSIs and know everybody who was at that protest. And if you know anything about the very lax um, qualifications to be put on a government watch list now, thanks to the Patriot Act and fucking uh, President Fuckface at the time who signed it, um, you can now get on a Department of Homeland Security, you know watch list easily and then they have all the people from the protest whatever and they regularly do this believe it or not regularly do this um they can um, also strap them to drones which they regularly do or even um like cessnas you know like little little private planes and they'll fly them over areas where there are um protests and people protesting outside capitol buildings or whatever and they'll find out the identities of those people and their phones and what have you so they'll strap in the drones and fly them over and capture everyone's phones, uh, phone IDs. And if the phones were new, and here's a crazy thing they found out after the pipe, you know, the, the those those pipeline protests, which those people, those Native Americans were um, protesting. Um, they discovered some really kooky stuff that they were some automated functionalities of the um, Stingray. And they noticed um, that their social media was being was being hampered, um, etc. And so now we know that if your phone is near things like human rights abuses that are happening, the captured phone IDs can then be matched up to your social media and can be used to actively shadow ban your posts and videos from those events to keep videos and images from the human rights abuses from being seen by the public. 
and everyone knows shadow bands are just out of control now these days. Um, they are so small that any car or van can have one. You don't, it's, just, it's not these giant piece of hardware now anymore. Um, they basically make your phone amplify its signal. Um, and so usually when they are connected to your phone directly, they really drain the shit out of your battery. And your phone usually gets really hot when your phone is being directly targeted. Uh, it can listen to your calls. It can capture the data you're surfing on the web and actively track your phone's exact location. Oh, yeah, a lot of riffraff. Uh, it can block your internet connection. So if you're trying to maybe post your pictures or whatever, right? So if you're trying to post your pictures from, like, a protest or human rights abuses or if some cops are, like, beating someone or unloading 90 bullets on an unarmed black person or whatever... And they're really worried about it and they have one of these devices and they have this whole thing um, vetted they can almost automatically capture those those uh those ids and then use that to um shadow ban or possibly even block your your uploads and your posts so it, it does something also uh called silent sms where basically it sends text messages to your phone and you never notice them. You never notice they're getting sent. And basically they're sending commands to your phone and controlling your phone remotely to do things by sending your phone these things called silent SMS. They can also inject spyware into your phone. So if the police want to fucking start tracking you or spy on you or activate your camera and what have you... Um, then now they, they, they can use them to inject spyware onto your phone. It can target one specific phone or many phones. Usually it's doing like a mass capture. It's not doing it's not doing all those special extracurricular activities. Usually it will it's used for just like mass capture at first. Um, when it's used to on many phones. But it can also just target one specific phone and do all these crazy extracurricular things. Um, many high-powered stingrays that cops use, plainclothes cops, military contractors, and feds, they'll hide them um, in those um, because there's these there's different versions of the stingrays. There's like low-power versions that you can hide them in any car, but then also, um, what do you call it? Uh, they have high-powered antenna versions, and you know those like travel aerodynamic travel things that go on top of cars that you see people on road trips they almost look like an upside down canoe but they go on top of like the roof rack and they're for storing cargo and luggage believe it or not lots of security contractors and pardon me i got hiccups <laughs> jesus and military contractors and plainclothes cops and feds uh will use unmarked cars and they'll pretend that it's just like a traveler or someone on a road trip and in reality they're using those things to hide the high powered um, the high powered antennas um, to target your phone you know what I'm talking about those, those little those travel things that go on top of the car on top of the, uh, the roof rack if you have 5G or 4G, the stingray and the stingray is a little bit older, 
and isn't set up to capture 5G and 4G, what it can do is it can create interference and force your phone to use lower bands because that's what your phone is built to do. If you can't get a certain signal because your 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 internet service provider, your uh, your cell carrier, always wants you to get a signal because they know that's all you care about. It's kind of like when the Wi-Fi gets turned off and everybody goes, hey, what the hell? So your phone is automatically engineered. So if it can't get a 5G signal or a 4G signal, it'll downgrade the signal down to a 3G signal so you at least get some internet or whatever so you don't think that you know what I'm saying that they're they're fucking you over you're paying for 4G or whatever so your phone will automatically bump its signal down to 3G without you knowing it and the reason why the what this is also good for the people with the stingray device is because 3G and 2G really aren't that encrypted so they can really capture some important bank information um credentials etc uh, when they bump your phone down to 3G because what they do is they just create the interference and they know that your phone is engineered to automatically bump down the signal to 3G and then they could, especially if they have older equipment. So there's fail-safes for um, departments who can't afford newer shit. Um, they can force your phone to not connect so you it, it can cut out your internet and forcibly drain your battery in minutes sometimes um just by uh what it can do is it can make your phone amplify your signal for some reason and by doing that what it does is it makes your phone burn through uh battery and um yeah but if your phone is like fully charged what will happen now i notice now because my phone gets targeted with these things because everyone has them here in san diego We'll get into that later, um, but it'll get your make your phone get super hella hot, and then your phone will just be like, "Hey, I'm I'm too hot, man," and the battery's just draining, but it's going like, "Hey, bro, I'm I'm way too hot. Um, I'm gonna need to shut down now, cause I'm too hot." I'm gonna get back in my car. <sighs> Sorry. <clears throat> So your phone will just shut down from overheating, but it's most likely because um, if your phone's getting hot and it's not really doing a lot, it's most likely because there's a cop connected to your phone using a stingray, or it doesn't have to be a cop. We'll get into that later. <coughs> Jesus, I'm beatboxing. Now, a good way to defend against having a stingray device constantly trying to connect to your phone is to just remove your um, remove your 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 SIM card altogether. Um, yeah. Remove your SIM card altogether. Now, some buildings now, because there are like lower tech versions of these uh, Stingray devices now because of the law, uh, what it, what, how far it allows to see private companies to go, to, to go that um, some buildings, for security reasons, I put air quotes around that, some buildings have these kind of lower tech versions of these stingrays, and right when you enter a building, what happens is it will, because these stingray devices can actively track your location as well, like down to the feet. Um, buildings will, as you walk into the building, they'll assign your face they'll do face tracking and, and and tracking within the building and then assign it also to the location of your phone and then 
Literally, you can be anywhere in the building and security will know where you're at at all times. Anywhere in the building. And that happens a lot more than you think. Um, if your phone is stuck in 3G mode and you have to constantly reboot your phone or reset your connection by going in and out of airplane mode, it's highly likely because a stingray is being used on you. And like I said, a good way to defend against that is to remove your SIM card. <clears throat> and believe it or not, there are the, those lower tech uh, Stingray devices, hobbyists now, tech hobbyists, are now making those devices and giving away plans online. So there are even hobbyist ways to um, use, uh, kind of use a Stingray device. Uh, now there is something called a crossbow, which is basically a Stingray on steroids, and Currently, only the military and uh, and federal agents are using these things. But basically, those things are like a mystery. But we know that they exist, and these things are called a crossbow. They're, they're like I said, they're like a stingray on steroids. And they can do all sorts of crazy magical things that nobody really knows the extent of. But we understand from reports that these things called the crossbow are just like these magic boxes that can do incredible things to a phone and specifically target them. Now, how is it used on you in this program? Well, it's going to be used to illegally monitor your communications. Illegally. There's no warrant attained for these things. And, I mean, people who usually on this program aren't criminals. Uh, they can block your calls. So let's say you're being stalked with doing the gang stalking stuff that's a an active part of COINTELPRO 2.0. Uh, what they can do is while, uh, while you're being stalked and stuff like that, they can block your calls and block the um, you trying to get help, which is fucked up. You think about it, how fucked up it is. These stingrays, so they can block your fucking call. But like if you're terrified or what have you, uh, they can just choose to make it so you can't you can't get like a, a connection or a call out or text a friend or call for someone's help, which is fucked up. They can steal your data. So if you start collecting pictures, because like I've said in previous podcasts that the police, because of how law enforcement is set up now in our post-Patriot Act police state, 1,000% police are very aware that your stalking is happening and they're 1,000% actively involved if it is happening at this point. If you've gone to report it and nothing is happening and in fact, it's getting worse. It's 99% of the time it's because police are doing it. Now they, police actively work with gang members. You should go back to, there's this podcast called Snitches Get Stitches. Um, or no, Snitches Get Riches. I'm sorry, Snitches Get Riches. Like cha-ching. And usually the gangs that are as aiding in your gang stalking, especially since I said how the post-Patriot uh, Act uh, world is, that, uh, what do you call it? Most likely the gangs that are doing this to you are part of police police's extended snitch network. And I, I recommend you go and listen to that whole podcast about that. But if you're getting bothered by these people, these Stingray devices, usually you have a cop close by who's keeping track of the situation. What happens is that there can be the cop close by or across the street in another like parking lot or whatever while these guys are stalking you in another one. And they can just, just you know block your phone, which is really fucked up. 
It can steal your data. So if you're starting to get video of these people doing this abuse to you, etc., it can see what you have. And um, I'm not sure if it can delete files. I imagine the newer ones could. I mean, if it can control your phone using that silent SMS, I imagine it can steal your files too. So if you start being able to take videos and pictures of these people stalking you, um, it knows what it is. It knows what it knows what the fuck you have on these people, whether or not it's incriminating or what have you. Um, they can easily steal your login info since they're a man in the middle. It's called a man in the middle attack. Steal your login info for various important accounts like iCloud accounts or your, your Google account, um, your social accounts like, you know, your Facebook and your Twitter and your Instagram and, and your email. It can track your location to help police relay to your stalkers or stalking crews where you're at, your location, etc. Because lots of people, they're just like, man, everywhere I go, these stalkers, they just emerge out of nowhere. Well, that's because the cops are helping them. Um, security contractors with NSA privileges often, which I have found out because as you, as you have, as I've, um, gone over in the podcast just recently, I did a podcast called, um, I'm trying to refer to these, the rogue state, where I talk about Companies who actively use their um, NSA tools, like private security companies, because there is a ass ton of NSA contractors. So there's people; these are people in the private sector who have security clearance, but then get given all these NSA tools and whatever, and they do them. They do the NSA monitoring for the government, and they make money as a contractor doing it. Um. And then I go over case studies of when companies abuse this and use this use these tools that they're given for the by the NSA and, and the FBI and shit like that to do this, and they use it to extort people, they use it to create fake security fucking pro, uh, fake security um, breaches and shit like that to legitimize their existence so they keep getting more contracts and stuff like that. I go over case studies of that, so that regularly happens. Lots of private security companies that have and uh, NSA monitoring contracts often like these are people that are trained by the U S government to, you know, think, uh, strategically in every situation. And they often get taught how to do crime because if they're ever in a situation where they're stuck somewhere or what have you, they need to learn how to make money, how to do things, how certain things work, how the game works. And then they get out and they go private sector. And a lot of times they, they do crime, because they've already been taught how to do fucking crime, but by the U.S. government. But now they do a private sector, and now they just do it because they just enjoy making money from crime. But um, I found when this shit was happening to, to me, like when it was at its peak, my f- people were constantly trying to get a hold of my phone because I kept getting new phones because I didn't know what was going on, but I knew people were obsessing with trying to get a hold of my phone. I caught people holding my phone, getting into my desk drawers where my phone was at work, etc. And I was finding out it was because the security contractors wanted to get my IMEI because they already have NSA they already have NSA contractor privileges. And with your IMEI is how the NSA knows where you're at at all times. Um, now the Stingrays can track your location regionally from whatever the range of Stingray device is, but the NSA can just type in your IMEI 
and know where you're at wherever you are in 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 the in the nation possibly the world and so what they were doing is they were getting my phone and then using software to unlock it when I was away from my desk, when I wasn't at home or whatever, to get my IMEI, which is something you can get um, in your phone's information in like the back settings or what have you. And they did, they get the IMEI and then they were illegally tracking me wherever I was. They didn't have approval to do this at certain points. And since this, uh, this information that I uh, just stumbled across was, uh, you know, Something about the Bushes and the Cheneys and some shit that they pulled. Um, there was a lot. They, there was like this weird fine line, and so I was getting people with NSA contractor access, um, constantly trying to get my phone's IMEI, not my IMSI. IMSI is the 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 code on your SIM card, but your IMEI is the code on your hardware, and that mean and with that code on the hardware, they can track me wherever they want. And since I had NSA contractor access, um. They were they were constantly getting my phone, so then they can just know where I was at all the time. They're trying to legally track me because I didn't have a uh, FISA warrant because I wasn't because I wasn't because I'm not a fucking criminal. So they can do this to you, and they will do it illegally, and they do it all the fucking time, like regularly. I mean, there's just you have no fucking clue how much unfettered access and location data and access to people's phones, et cetera, that, 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 communi- that communication companies just get hand over to police. They don't even vet their reasons or what have you. They just assume they're doing the right thing. It's, it's really fucked up. Um, what else can they do to you if you're a target? They can control your phone. They can make your phone do all sorts of things. They can basically control your operating system. And since they can inject spy software... And we all know about this new Pegasus software, etc. They can just inject software into your phone now with this stuff. And um, then just remotely control your phone from like a laptop or whatever and constantly see your screen, live sc- your live screen. They can constantly access your cameras. They can have a hot mic. They can install the Pegasus software, do the hot mic, and then that hot mic relays to, let's say, like these corrupt security contractors who are illegally monitoring you and then they could rebroadcast that out to, I don't know, whoever's listening to try to, you know, like smear you or try to make you seem like you're less of a person or what have you, give people unfettered access to your private life. Um, They can listen in on your phone conversations. So if you're a whistleblower, they can steal your investigation files to see, you know, what kind of shit that they're in. If you're in the program for corruption, they can listen in on your calls to your lawyer and get a leg up on your case. So let's say you were beaten by a bunch of police, which is, or or cops did something fucked up to you, or maybe a cop tried to get your daughter or your wife to blow them to get out of a ticket or whatever. You have no idea, man. People get in this program for stupid reasons. Well, at least the gang stalking part. Um... They can use these things to, if you're calling your lawyer to like sit there, they'll, they'll park down the street from your house and just listen in on your calls so they can get a leg. Oh, okay, they're talking about this. Oh, they're going to try to hit us with this, whatever. So it really opens up a door for all types of corruption. It basically gives cops like this trap door. And so they're already ready for everything that you're going to throw at them before the case happens because they just listen in or they spy on you. Because the government doesn't want to fucking ever admit to it. They just, they fucked up. But they, so they use, so 
they'll use these things to spy on you. Let's say if there's a corruption case, which is why you're getting gang stalked or what have you. There's lots of people in this program who get gang stalked for those reasons, believe it or not. Um, so yeah, but they can listen to your lawyer or whatever. Um, believe it or not, the cartels and organized crime will use them on people trying to testify against them. And they regularly lose, use them here in San Diego for various uh, kinds of uh, nefarious shit like kidnapping, sex trafficking, uh, spying on neighbors because like here in San Diego, we're a border city. So they'll use them to spy on neighbors to see who's the one calling the cops on them. Uh, then they'll use them to track people in San Diego that are rivals or rival gangs or people that they don't like in town. They'll, uh, here in San Diego, since we have the highest concentration of military and military uh, contractors, uh, they regularly steal data from government employees and sell the info to foreign governments or use the informa inf information f um, from like local city governments and shit like that, uh, like the mayor or whatever, and use that inf information to try to blackmail local government officials to loosen law enforcement on their comings and goings. And I'm going to read you an article about that right now to back that claim up because I always bring the motherfucking receipts. This is from The Guardian. And you can read along with me <clears throat> to make sure I'm not pulling this out of my ass. But this is from The Guardian. This article was published Monday, December 7th, 2020. And the title is, It's a Free-for-All. How high-tech spyware ends up in the hands of Mexico's cartels. Mexico has become a major importer of, spy of spying kits, but officials are accused of colluding with criminal groups, and innocent individuals are often targeted. Corrupt Mexican officials have helped drug cartels in the country obtain state-of-the-art spyware, which can be used to hack mobile phones, according to a senior DEA official. As many tw as 25 private companies, including the Israeli company NSO Group and the Italian firm Hacking Team, have sold surveillance software to the Mexican federal and state police forces. But there's little or no regulation in the sector and no way to control where, where the tools end up, said officials. It's a free-for-all, the official told the Cartel Project, an initiative coordinated by Forbidden Stories, a global network of investigative journalists whose mission it is to continue the work of reporters who are threatened, censored, or killed. The police who have the technology would just sell it to the cartels, believe it or not. Over the past dec decade, Mexico has become a major importer of spyware and spy tech as officials insist they need to equip themselves against the powerful organized crime groups that have helped drive the company's murder rate to record levels. But the surveillance kits have also been used to target individuals not accused of any wrongdoing, inclu including the widow of a murdered journalist. Activists campaigning for a sugar tax on sodas and lawyers investigating human rights abuses. We found extensive evidence of targeting, said John Scott uh, Railton of Citizen Lab at the University of Toronto, which researches spyware. And that targeting touched all parts of Mexico's civil society as well as political culture. An investigation by the Cartel Project revealed that the 10th Mexican journalist, editor of the country's foremost investigative magazine, was targeted with the Pegasus, Pegasus uh, spyware sold by the Israeli company NSO Group according to technical an analysts by Amnesty International. Uh, Mexico is, is one of NSO's biggest clients for much of the last decade. After an initial contract signed with the Secretary of National Defense, the Israeli company cemented its place in the market in 2014 by signing a 
$23 million contract with the Attorney General's office. But more than 20 other companies offering spyware are active in the, co in the country, according to the DEA official. It seems almost every tech out there at some point has either been pitched to Mexico, demoed there, or perhaps used there. The UK also recently got in on the act. Since 2018, the UK sold Mexico spyware, telecommunications, jamming equipment, and interception technology. Which analysts say can be used in conjunction to listen to targets, conversations, uh, according to government data published by Campaign Against the Arms Trade. We are observing a series of explosions in the growth of the industry, some of them driven by demand, especially as demand evolves, just first national security services down to the regional and local police services. So basically, the cartels are getting this technology and um, they're using it here, they're using it all over uh, Mexico, but they're also bringing it here in San Diego. And the cartels will use this stuff to actively monitor things. There's many people around here um, walking around San Diego with backpacks and stuff like that. They're just capturing everyone's phone data. Um, some of these people are from criminal organizations. So uh, there will be people just walking around with backpacks with the smaller versions of these Stingray devices, capturing everyone's IMSI numbers, uh, listening to you know, phone calls, etc. It's like it's like this invisible war zone going on around here in San Diego. But there's a shit ton of security contractors doing that shit down here. Um, but here in San Diego, because we're a border city, we have the highest concentration of military military contractors with the with the world's largest military. So that's saying a lot. It's this strange mecca of like military military contractors. Uh, um, mafia corruption, and it's all like bleeding over itself, and everybody's friends with everybody. It's it's fucking crazy. But so the cartel is getting these things, and you know the cartels have a really good relationship with China, believe it or not, because they get a lot of their ingredients to make fentanyl from China. And what they do is when they get a hold of one of these devices, right, that they're getting sold to them by like NSO group or whatever, right? These more compact versions of the Stingray technology, then they go to China and be like, hey, can you make us like, you know, five thousands of these so we can like give them to all of our our mini our, our our regional bosses and whatever so they can, you know, keep up on their shit or whatever. And uh that's exactly what's kind of going on down here in San Diego. There's lots of people with these things. They just walk around town everywhere with these fucking backpacks on. They just capture everyone's shit. And the cartel bro, like they're on par with Almost with the, you know, like FBI field agents technology on some, in some cases, because like, as that, that guardian article said, it's a free for all. They're just getting that stuff. They go to China, they say, Hey, make us more of these things or what have you. And you know, it, it, it's just out of control. So let me go. Oh, oh, oh I lose my point place where the, the thingies. Okay. Now, um, Security contractors here in San Diego, they regularly will work with the cartels. Um, they move weight for them to make a little extra money on the side in between jobs or what have you. And also the security contractors, how it works, um, how you get here in San Diego, how you can get um, organized crime on their radar. is So let's say the federal government wants to do something to you or the military because it's, the military runs shit around here. The military will then hire private contractors to monitor you and they'll make up some bullshit reason on why you need to be monitored 
security threat or whatever. And then they'll have those contractors overbid by a certain amount of money on the contract because that overbid money is going to be used to then pay organized crime. And now that's three, that's three layers removed. So that's how the government can get organized crime on your ass, which they, the government's worked with organized crime before in the past. During World War II, the, the, the U.S. government regularly worked with the mafia to protect um, all the docks and stuff like that where all the ships are coming in. So this is nothing, this is nothing, this is nothing new. But so then the security contractors who are hired by the government will then hire the cartel to intimidate you. Um, and they'll give them some tools and stuff like that to keep track of you, monitor you. But that's how they, that's how the government has three layers removed to fuck with you. Um, now police have been regularly caught using these, um, so if you're targeted by it, you're targeted, you know what I'm saying? You're one of these targeted individuals or you're being gangstalked or what have you. If you're a reporter, let's say you're a little bit higher up the rung on priority list. Uh, police regularly spy on reporters and keep an eye on your investigations, believe it or not. Um, especially if you're an investigative reporter and you've kind of embarrassed the police department or what have you. They're going to fucking be on you like flies on shit from now on. Once you're on their radar, they're just going to keep listening in on your investigations. They'll try to interrupt your investigations. They'll try to hurt your career. If you're a you know what I'm saying? Because once you target the cops or make them look silly in any way, like, yeah, they just... It's, that's a hard rap, but he, and that's the thing that's, I mean, kind of going off on the side here. That's the thing about this whole bullshit is like, if we don't hold cops accountable, they're going to keep doing fucked up shit. But when you do fucked up shit, now cops have these devices where they can use these things to interrupt your investigations or, 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 or sour them or what have you. Uh, after let's say you expose them and then they could just, you know, fuck up your career in town, you know, all the time after that, it, it sucks. But police regularly use this stuff to spy on reporters and keep an eye on investigations. And many times cops will even steal scoops from, uh, uh, use this technology to steal scoops, like something somebody's working on. And they'll even try to give them to, uh, what's it called? Um, more important publications like the times or what have you. There have been many accounts, but let me um, talk about this, uh, read you this story about how police use these devices to regularly, or police regularly spy on reporters, and when they spy on reporters, they use this Stingray device stuff to uh, spy on them. This is from The Independent. This was published on Friday, November 21st, 2014, and the title is Six Journalists Sue the British Police Over Spying Revelations. Records reveal journalists were placed on a watch list of domestic extremists. <clears throat> a group of six journalists are taking legal action against London's Metropolitan Police and the Home Office after it was revealed that they had been under government surveillance for years and have even been listed as domestic extremists. Surveillance records obtained via public records requests detailed the extent to which the police had been spying. Reams of documents, including family members, medical history, that led to one of the claimants to compare the Met Police to the Stasi. They were all targets of the uh, Scotland Yard's National Domestic Extremism and Disorder Intelligent Unit. Yikes, what a name. According to a statement from the National Union of Journalism, the political policing this case demonstrates threatens police press freedom. The organization, which has hired 
Bat Murphy solicitors to take the case said that the lawsuit is just steps in a years-long running campaign against it, uh, against the chilling effect. Government suppression of free speech. This is another extremely worrying example of the police monitoring journalists who are undertaking their proper duties, Yuki journalism professor Paul Lushman told the AP. One of the spied-upon 20-year-old Times journalist Jules Madden said, while some of what I've been I've seen in my files is almost amusing to a point and, al and also sinister and upsetting. It appears that records of every time I've been a victim of a crime have been transferred to the domestic extremism unit with details of my phone number and past addresses, appearance, childhood, and even family members' medical history. Another 44-year-old freelance Park, Jason Parkinson said he received 12 pages of 100 per 140-page surveillance log spanning nearly a decade cops or uh, police intelligence units were using to build up a profile of him. So, yeah. So, they regularly use these Stingray devices to keep track of reporters in cities. Especially ones that might, you know, have journalistic integrity, etc. So, be prepared for that. Um, here's another one from ProPublica, where, uh, this is from ProPublica, and, um, ProPublica is basically, it's an independent journalist outlet, they're highly, they have high accolades, they do a lot of long-form journalism, they do a lot of investigative journalism. This article is from ProPublica, it was published June 9th, 2020, and this is of Wendy... C. Thomas, um, so the, the article is called, The Police Have Been Spying on Black Reporters and Activists for Years. I know because I'm one of them. And this is a lady writing this article, Wendy C. Thomas. Wendy C. Thomas is a black journalist who has covered police in Memphis. One officer admitted to spying on her. She's on a long list of prominent black journalists and activists who have been subject to police surveillance over the decades. The first day of a federal police surveillance unit trial I was on on August 20th, 2018, I discovered that the Memphis Police Department was spying on me. The ACLU of Tennessee had sued the MPD, alleging that the department was in violation of a 1978 consent decree barring surveillance of residents for political purposes. I'm pretty sure I wore my pink gingham jacket. It's my summer go-to when I want to look professional. Uh, I sat on the right side of the courtroom, not far from the former colleague of the city's daily newspaper, one of the first witnesses called to the stand was Sergeant Timothy Reynolds, who was white, to get intel on activists and organizers, including these Black Lives, including those in the Black Lives Ladder movement. He posted on Facebook as a man of color, befriending people, trying to infiltrate closed circles. Can you imagine that shit, bro? That shit's fucking crazy. So he pretended to be black. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he put some stank on it. I wonder if he tried to ham it up. He's like, yeah, this is what a black guy would say. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Anyways, let me keep reading. Protected on a job. <laughs> I just... I, <laughs> I just imagine this fucking white car. Yeah, you jive turkey. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm fucking cracking myself over here. I can just imagine this fucking white cop be like, yeah, this black guy would totally say this. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck okay 47 minutes in projector on the giant screen in the courtroom was a screenshot of 
people Reynolds followed on Facebook. Gosh, I got the hiccups. <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to go away there for a second. My head was bent as I wrote in my reporter's notebook. What does this entry indicate? I was following Wendy Thomas, which is the reporter writing this story. Uh, I sat up and said, who is Wendy Thomas, Floyd asked. And when she replied, you used to write for the commercial appeal, I left the paper being a columnist for 11 years. It's been more than a year since the judge ruled against the city, and I've never got a clear answer on why the Memphis Police Department was monitoring me. Law enforcement was also keeping tabs on three other journalists whose name came out during my trial. Reynolds testified that he used a fake account to monitor protester activity and follow current events connected to the local Black Lives Matter community. My sin, as best I can figure, was having good sources who were local organizers and activists, including some of the original plaintiffs in the ACL's LU's lawsuit against the city. But yeah, so they, 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 they you're a black journalist, so we gotta, we gotta fucking violate your constitutional rights, we gotta spy on your phone. I mean, those things can listen to your phone calls or whatever, and you, they can just be down the street. You, they don't have to be parked right outside your fucking house. They're sitting there listening to you. They can directly target an ISM, IMSI uh, number on your phone, your SIM card res, uh, thing. So, like, they regularly use these things to target you if you're a journalist, which are people who are regularly uh, harassed in this program, believe it or not. I can imagine what's happening to, like, other journalists who are getting shit from the government. Like, I imagine Snowden is just, his shit is just monitored 24-7 with this stuff in Russia. I imagine uh, uh, Julian Assange and his and WikiLeaks and his wife and whatever where she's at because she's close to where he's at, right? To, to for his case, I bet their communications are constantly monitored by this technology, constantly, constantly. Everything, everything about what they're doing, everything I bet they're doing is just monitored. Isn't that isn't that some shit? So so basically, they're going into a courtroom where these people know everything they're gonna say. Because remember, the CIA was monitoring Assange while he was in the Ecuadorian embassy. He wasn't his 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 right for asylum wasn't being respected. So I imagine his his wife is probably everything that they every time they go to court there are no surprises that court has. They've already been listening to everything, they know everything that's coming. But they're using this technology to just know yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just because they can and and it's 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 horrible. But yeah, let me keep going but let me keep going here. back there we go um feds regularly abuse these powers because the patriot act police state is also out of control and not just like fbi federal agents believe it or not customs and border agents customs and border agents are spying on journalists these uh, then now this this article is from mother jones it's dan friedman um wrote this article july 4th 2020 so last year, many Americans are unlikely aware that Customs and Border Protection, a Homeland Security Part Department division with more than 60,000 employees within the division, is engaged in a host of domestic law enforcement activities that are unrelated to its original mission of guarding borders and posts. California Border Patrol is the biggest law enforcement agency in the country, full of quasi-military units with an anonymous broad conception of its job and it's out of control or at least it was under president donald trump's donald trump critics argue on friday yahoo news revealed that the previously unreported inspector general report found that the 
uh, Border Patrol unit called the Counter Network Division used sensitive government databases to track terrorists to investigate up to as many 20 U.S.-based journalists alongside with congressional staffers, Ariana Huffington, and unidentified members of Congress. What the fuck is Border Patrol fucking tracking and, and, and spying on Ariana Huffington and unidentified Marion... Why the fuck would Border Patrol be doing that shit? Bro, our our law enforcement agency shit is, is such a mess. What a mess. What a mess. But anyways, back to the article. According to the Associated Press, which confirmed the Yahoo News report, DHS Inspector General in, in October 2020 referred three department employees to the Justice Department for possible criminal charges for misusing government data- databases and lying to investigators. But the Department of Justice declined to prosecute them. Oh, I wonder why. You know why some of these cops get away with shit, right? Is because a lot of the reason why things like qualified immunity and the reason why these guys who were in the border, why the border patrol wasn't like the people who were spying on members of Congress. Why the fuck would the border patrol? Anyways, the reason why they don't prosecute these guys when they do things because it embarrasses, it embarrasses the agency. Do you understand? That's why the Department of Justice doesn't prosecute, etc. It embarrasses... And the same reason why local cops get away with shit is because it'll embarrass the local government. And something that... I'm going off on my little soapbox here on the side. I'll get back to the article. But the reason why governments, even local governments, go out of their way to cover up corruption or to make the lives of people who are victim of local corruption um, lives hell is because... If you can't respect the local government or something gets out where they're the person wrong, then they can't rule over you. Do you understand? Then they can't impose themselves. No one can take them seriously. And reputation is everything. You understand? Especially in authoritative positions. Reputation is everything. There's this great quote on this movie called Two Guns. It's with Matthew McConaughey. Not Matthew McConaughey, but uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, yeah, well, I mean, that wasn't my Matthew McConaughey voice, that was my Mark Wahlberg voice, um, by the way, Mark Wahlberg, great actor, um, but in that movie, he was exposing corruption within the Navy, and he was uh, an ex-Navy SEAL, I think, in the movie, and then he got to this admiral, and he was trying to report this crime that he was witness to. And this admiral was like, look, I would love to prosecute these people, and I think you did a good job, but I will not risk in the movie. He says this in this movie, Two Guns. You got to watch it. It's Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. Like, how fucking great of a movie can it get? Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg, you're fucking, you're always going to love that movie. Anyways, you got to watch this movie, that movie, by the way, Two Guns. But in the movie, he's like, I will not uh, risk the reputation of the Navy to expose this crime. And that's a perfect reason why so much crime in the federal government and local governments, whatever, gets unpunished is because the reputation is everything. And if you're not in an authoritative position, you don't understand how important that is. But once people can't know that you don't know what the fuck you're doing or that people are abusing their access or whatever, like then nobody can trust you anymore. And then you can't rule people. And that's important. People have to know that you know what the fuck you're doing. They have to know that you're not abusing your access. And so when that's up for debate, like they will sweep that under the rug and they would 
And the people who are the victims of the crime will now become the targets, believe it or not, because it's all about maintaining the status quo. If the authorities are going to look stupid, they would much rather fight that battle to maintain the reputation than expose that, hey, we found some people corrupt that were in our organization and we're really sorry I had to go through this, blah, blah, blah. But they'll never do that. And that, that, then that, in that movie, Two Guns at the end, when he tried to expose this crime, it's like the perfect example of why so much crime within the government, within your city government, what have you, goes unprosecuted, unpunished. It's because reputation is everything. And it means a lot when, um, how many minutes I got on this podcast? Um, uh, means a lot that if, a if an organization loses their reputation, so they don't prosecute. But anyways, let's go back on this Mother Jones article. Okay. Um, but the Department of Justice declined to prosecute. One of the officials involved, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rambo, said he was not charged because his actions were standard practice. What fucking bullshit statement is that? When a name comes across your desk, you just run it through every system you have access to. That's just status quo. That's what everyone does, Rambo told investigators. One of the journalists Rambo investigated was reporter Ali Watkins, who is now with the New York Times. I'm called a rogue Border Patrol agent. I'm called a right-hand man of the Trump administration. I accessed data improperly and violated her constitutional rights, Rambo told Yahoo News. He continued, all these things are untrue. All these things are standard practice. Let me rephrase that. All the things that led up to my interest in Ali Watkins were standard practice of what we do and what we did and probably what is still done to this day. This guy's fucking border patrol. Anyways, Rambo claimed that his unit had free reign to investigate Americans based on general directives to address matters. He weirdly used the phrase problem sets raised by the White House. He claimed that he first contacted Watkins as part of an effort to push reporters to cover the use of force of la- of forced labor abroad. But he admitted that he also used his federal resources to look into Watkins' relationship with a Senate Intelligence Committee staffer named James Wolfe, who was later fired and convicted of lying to the FBI about his contact with the media. And that's just one C- uh, California, uh, the one uh, Border Patrol division. Last year, members of a military-style Border Patrol tactical unit called BORTAC, who are trained for actions like serving high warrants and raiding stash houses, were sent to Portland, Oregon... Amid the un- Portland, Morgan, what the fuck? There's no border there. Following the murder of George Floyd, the Border Patrol employees were part of a small army of federal law enforcement agencies dispatched to that city and other and others after Trump signed an executive order calling for the protection of statues and monuments. The agents were tasked with protecting the Hatfield Federal Courthouse in Portland, where vandals had repeatedly tried to start fires. But protesters reported that camouflaged, fatigue-clad CBP agents were patrolling downtown Portland in unmarked minivans. In one viral video, they appeared to detain protesters without identifying themselves. A CBP spokesman at the time confirmed agents had detained protesters but denied they had failed to identify themselves. This follows reports in 2019 that Port Patrol agents were targeting journalists, activists, and lawyers from scrutiny at, air- at ports of entry south of California. Collectively, these various accusations suggest that Border Patrol helped permissive lawmakers and unchecked mission creep claim broad police powers in recent years to monitor journalists, protests, and others. But yeah, man, these things are just used. You have no idea. Like, 
if you are on anybody's radar for any fucking reason, they're using these Stingray devices. But if you're in this Contel Pro 2.0 program, like you better believe like your communication is always being monitored, always being monitored. Um, they use it for lots of different dirty tricks, etc. Like I, for some reason, had no idea how like I was magically everybody always knew where the fuck I was at because until I started finding out that the like usually like one officer will be assigned to like a group of 10 people in different regions and when I went to different parts of town these like fucking like neighborhood watch people on steroids who were told a bunch of fucking lies about me basically we're all given Paw Patrol badges and fucking Batman underoos and then they would go around following me around town or harassing me or whatever and just out of sight or usually right down the road or on the other side of the street there was some fucking cop parked and he would if I if the harassment came too much or I fucking started uh, confronting these people whatever because they would shoot me with these little radiation things um basically something called like a neutron gun they also have this other stuff where they take like cathode of crt monitor tubes from crt monitors and then they and then they shoot them out and these things they shoot out um charged particles and stuff like that they get close and they shoot these things um and there's other stuff too like we have thermo fisher scientific here and i'm not saying and 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 no way do i think thermo fisher scientific is at all doing this stuff from what I'm understanding is, is there's medical front companies being created by um, intelligence contractors here in San Diego, which we have a shit ton of them of. And um, there's even more hardcore versions of these radiation devices. And they're acquiring them from Thermo Fisher Scientific, which we have headquartered here in San Diego. And then they're hot-rodding the shit out of this medical imaging technology, and they're making it mobile. And the shit is fucking intense. But in no way do I think Thermo Fisher is doing it. I 1,000% think it, uh, from what I'm understanding of how things work, is that these private intelligence companies are creating shell companies and say that they need these devices and then they hot rod the shit out of it. And they use them all around town here. <sighs> Anyways. <clears throat> um, so if you're in this program, though, these stingrays are going to be fucking used on you, man. Like... And here's another thing is, like, let's say you're t talking to somebody or communicating with somebody who is a person of interest or whatever. These things are probably be used on you. And you need, to keep an, you, need, you need to keep an eye on if your phone is getting hot for some reason, if your phone's doing weird shit, if all of a sudden now you're, you were able to get internet service but they're cutting it off or um, they're giving you, you know, they're denying your access and all of a sudden your phone is just doing anything out of the ordinary or what have you. That could also be a reason because, I mean, have you, as you even saw in that one article, the fucking Border Patrol is stalking journalists and, and, and members of Congress and shit like that. It's, it's out of control. They, you have no idea. The cops and feds and anybody under the sun is just using the shit out of these. And the Mexican cartels are getting a hold of this shit. And they're outfitted like a motherfucker. I was talking to one of my fed uh, uh, connects before... Well, he had he had he had clearance. He worked in some sort of private security uh, company. But like I said, when I was first going through this program, I was getting help from people, and basically he said like in some aspects the cartel is on par with the feds around here because they're getting so much of this tech um, 
And um, from what I'm understanding is they're getting uh, China knockoffs versions of the tech as well. Uh, but yeah, he said here around San Diego, what have you, the, in some aspects, the cartel is on par with the feds around here for the shit that they have in their cars and other crap like that, the narcos around here. But you need to be aware of what these things can do, how they can affect your phone, how they can take your communications, how they can intercept your, intercept your data, how they can take your login info, how they can, uh, how these Stingray devices can knock your cell signal down to an unencrypted uh, network, like 3G, what have you, and steal your credentials so they can get into your social media and, like, close your account or do shit that would get your account blown up or, like, you have no... There's so many dirty tricks that, you know what I'm saying, that these devices can give you access to do to then undercut somebody locally in the area. Uh, or a journalist or a person who's a target of this abuse or what have you. Um, so it's important that, you know, we went over these things and it's really important because these things are used so pervasively. Am I using that word right? So prominently, um, throughout just basic bitch law enforcement, like local city cops, et cetera, use stingrays and what have you. Like they're just, it's everywhere and they just don't care. And like, it's just, it's out of control. Just like that mother Jones article, uh, writer said it is it really is out of control you have no fucking clue the second you're on any of these people's radar they're just all in your shit like you like you never had privacy or what have you i just this post uh this post patriot act world that we're living in bro it's just really out of control just even basic bitch cops man they just have way too much access they shouldn't be able to access your phone and target you and listen to your shit or what like it's just out of control. But if you're definitely in this program, you should understand, like, why is it that some people can find me? Why is it that these people know I'm out all the time? I turned my phone off. I took the fucking bus. I got an Uber, whatever. And they're still able to find me in these different areas. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, also, cops have stuff, and they relay to these local groups, and they kind of use them as a buffer. And then they also train these people how to go just far enough, and they teach them tactics, etc., to fuck with you so you assault them and then they have an excuse to throw you in jail and then take care of their problem in numerous ways that way but these stingrays man they're used so prevalently like it's it's out of control but i wanted to do this podcast because you need to pay attention man your phone's gonna get hot you're gonna notice you know that all of a sudden your phone's acting differently they could have injected uh spy software onto your phone using these things um They can steal your files if they think you're investigating somebody uh, for your department. If you're in this program, if you're being gang stalked for, you know, abuse by local, you know, uh, cops or what have you. Um, And I think it's also important to kind of highlight that, you know, criminals are now getting this technology and they're able to do the same shit. And this is this it's becoming unfair of what's going on. I mean, imagine if you had a house, which it was obvious that there was criminal activity happening at, you know, this dude is obviously probably slanging yayo or something like that, making a lot of money. So now he lives in the fucking upper middle class suburbs or whatever, but you don't know he's got a stingray device and you call the fucking cops on him and he knows who's fucking, who, who called the cops on who or whatever. Cause he's listening to everybody's shit. And like, it just gets really out of hand now where this is going. 
But you need to understand that these Stingray devices, man, they're going to be used on you every day. And in my case, they even went to my neighbors and they would tell them like, oh, did you know your neighbor's under special investigation? And, uh, you know, would you just be a pal? Would you let us put this thing in your garage or whatever? And so, like, my neighbors, you know, people love to help the fucking cops. They would just let the fucking cops, like, put that shit in their garages and stuff like that and actively monitor me. Like, people are just blind idiots, man. They don't think, like, oh, yeah, this person has rights. I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, no, everyone wants to have the fucking police. Uh, everyone wants to wear a pair of Batman underoos, and they all want to wear their plastic fucking Paw Patrol badge. It's It's so weird and silly. It's so weird and silly. But you're definitely going to be targeted using these devices. And it's important to know what they can do, how they affect your phone, how to protect you, like removing your SIM card and you know all the other stuff that I went over earlier in this podcast. Um, because, you know, it could be a real hindrance to um, maybe you putting together an investigation uh, against maybe cops who wronged you. Um, all of a sudden now you saying since they injected spyware in your phone and they're controlling your phone, let's say you're starting to get video evidence of these people harassing you or whatever. And then all of a sudden this shit's just deleted off your fucking phone now. I mean, these are the reason why these things are happening is because it's just, you're up against technology. You have no way to protect yourself from other than just not having a phone. It's just, it's, it's inconceivable. Uh, what is what is, what is going on here? And it's almost making it impossible for people who are targets of this abuse to fight back. Because think about it. They can get into your phone and just delete the files. Let's say you're recording video of these people harassing you. You're trying to show proof. You're trying to build a case. You're talking to your lawyer because you don't know how this is happening and that the police aren't helping or whatever. Like, It's crazy that... That, that they're allowed to use these things and, and the kind of stuff that they can do to cover their own ass. I mean, think if there was nobody to call the police out, if everyone didn't have their cameras and stuff like that, like, like especially in George Floyd or whatever, he would have just gotten away with that. And let's say somebody just witnessed it and they didn't record it on their cell phone. Like, can you imagine what would happen? Speaking of gang stalking and all the, and this, and this shit, like, can you imagine what would happen to that lady if she just witnessed George Floyd being killed and she didn't pull her cell phone out? Because I know I've been through some shit where I'm just witnessing it and I'm not even thinking, like, pull your cell phone out and record this. Because I'm just, like, in the moment, I'm seeing crazy shit. And that's happened a million times while I was going under gang stalking. What would have happened when those Michigan police would have just fucking stalked that lady? They would have terrified the shit out of her. She would have been another case study of this, of this gang stalking shit. They would use that Stingray device to constantly monitor her. And all sorts of shit. She would have never gotten this out. We would have never gotten... If she never pulled out her phone and started recording, we would have never, ever known. You know what I'm saying? Like, And her life would have been over. And we would just thought she was just a crazy person. Because of how this program works. Or or let's say that she... You know what I'm saying? Or let's say that she recorded the video, but she forgot to upload it or whatever. So like, she could have went to bed that night. It could have just been deleted off her fucking phone later. Like it really, you really need to put in perspective what you're up against as a target of this uh, Pro gang stalking program and what these stingrays can do and then make it almost like, unless you have like a camera from like 2004 that doesn't have Wi-Fi and literally like every camera has Wi-Fi or Bluetooth now or whatever. So you have to buy like an older thing. The only way to protect yourself from this shit now at this point, it's just crazy.
but you need to be aware of that because while you're in this program and these cops are coming at you, they can delete that shit off your phone. Like, ugh, it can cause so many headaches for you, bro. <clears throat> or even if somebody who you know uh, is talking to you and trying to help you, they can be targeted. They can have their phones, you know what I'm saying, get searched through and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if, fuck, if, if California Border Patrol somehow just thinks it can just start, like, monitoring journalists and uh, <clears throat> fucking Ariana Huffington and members of Congress, like, the fucking Border Patrol is doing that. What? So you really need to understand, like, it is out of control, just like the article said. It is out of control how they will use these things. And it's it's already happened to me. I've had files deleted off my phone. I never knew how that happened. <clears throat> Until I did the research for this podcast, believe it or not, in some ways, I'm just like, because I would literally have this thing, like, there was times I would go to bed at night, because I knew I had this, some incriminating shit on my phone to try to, like, fight back against these guys. I would literally pull, duct tape a phone to the inside of my thigh, and then pull up my underoos and stuff like that, and then go to bed, because I didn't want whatever I got on my phone to be taken from me. But sooner or later, you know what I'm saying, I never, and uh, <clears throat> sooner or later, it would, you know, that shit would disappear from my phone or I'd try to upload it or whatever. I didn't know that they would steal my credentials using these uh, Stingray devices. They would steal my credentials to all my logins and stuff like that uh, because of how, what these things can do. And then they would delete it off my cloud account so I wouldn't have record of it anymore. I mean, and that's just what local police departments can do. Think about it if like the, <clears throat> think about the federal government was after you, right? It's just so crazy, man. But yeah, man, these stingrays, you need to be really active. You need to understand how what they can do, how far they can go, how the different stress scenarios that they can do, that they can put you in, how they can use them to their advantage to make sure that these people, you know what I'm saying, get to lynch you out in daylight and uh, <clears throat> subjecting you to all sorts of crazy things and you can never defend yourself. And since... Like I said, gang stalking now, if it happens, it's 99% of the fucking police are involved now because of how our law enforcement is set up. Like, you've, you've heard before you can't fight City Hall. Gosh, there's these little magic boxes in every, every cop's car now that can definitely make sure you can never even try to swing on them, let alone fight them. Fuck. But anyways, I uh, hope this information was helpful. I hope you uh, informed you guys. And you can kind of wrap your head around, you know, this technology and uh, how it could really throw a wrench into your, uh, your, your uh, COINTELPRO experience trying to help your, trying to help your case and how, you know, why are these weird things happening? Why are these files disappearing? Why, how are, how are people getting access to these things? My accounts or what have you, I'm not getting the FBI is not after me. These are local cops. These are, these are local people fucking with whatever. Well, they don't they don't need all that to, to do that crazy shit. Anyways, I hope this helps. And thanks for listening to the podcast. You can listen to the rest of these podcasts at podcast.cointelpro, the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O.com. You can check out our video series, which is at videos dot cointelpro the number two and then zero.com and then always check out our online wiki uh where we have articles and break things down uh, into more curriculum format and that's at cointelpro the number two and then zero spelled out zero.com 
My name is Stephen Beckman. I appreciate you for uh, listening to the podcast, and um, hopefully we can speak speak again uh, from deep inside the filter bubble.